Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the For the Girl podcast. Today's episode is for the girl who wants to lead. We interview our friend and our team member, Bryson Satariano, on how to say yes to being used by God on your campus. She shares her Start a Delight story, and you are going to love it. So if you want to be a powerhouse leader on your campus, this is for you. Welcome to the For the Girl podcast. Join best friends Mackenzie Wilson and Mackenzie Baker from Delight Ministries as they talk about all things relationships, faith, and, well, girls. This podcast is for the girl expectant for her future, for the girl who is ready to grow, and for the girl who needs some honest answers. Get ready, because this is for you. Hello, everybody. We are back. We are back with a special guest, too. We took last week off, so... Oh, we did. I'm so happy we're back. I'm so happy. Who missed us? We have a special guest today. Her name is Mackley Wilson. Let's welcome her to the podcast. (laughs) That was such a bad joke. (laughs) We have another special guest. I just feel like I rule this thing now. Every time I'm like, we have a special guest. It's Mack. (laughs) This is my podcast. Welcome oh my to my series. Now okay. we have a special. She's actually been on the podcast before. Bryson is back. Hello. Woo. I got invited back. I'm pretty pretty happy about it. You Yay. you did well on the last time. So yeah. we said, we'll bring her back. We'll bring her back. <laughs> no, we've actually been so excited. We've been talking about doing this episode for forever. You know, I think that we are so lucky because we get to work with some of the coolest people ever. And Bryson is our chapter manager development manager <laughs> no one here knows my title nobody knows your title bryson <laughs> it's really not that hard do any of us oh know any gosh. of our ty- technical no, titles you both we of your titles are ours, hard though. they're hard it's yeah. like six words yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> chapter development manager yeah that's bryson's job basically what bryson does in a nutshell is she oversees our regional directors who are over all of our chapters and then another cool thing that bryson does is she talks with all of our new chapters who are walking through the process of starting a delight which is the probably most crucial role at delight because it's a huge pivotal time as Mm -hmm. people are kind of building a leadership team and doing all of these things and what the coolest part of all of this is is that Bryson started a delight chapter herself in college at Missouri State. So nobody knows and understands all of this better than Bryson. Honestly, Bryson is more of a delight expert than Ken's and I combined. (laughs) (laughs) That's true, right? I kind of do feel like that. Yeah. Honestly, I mean, obviously, Mac and Ken's no delight, but they didn't, when they started delight in college, it was so not Yeah, like we didn't walk through the process of actually starting a delight chapter yeah. like it is now. Yeah. 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 So she's she knows more than us, basically. <laughs> yeah. She tells us quite often, what would you do without me? <laughs> I'm like, you gotta own it. You yeah. Know? I'm yeah, like, I like guys, that. I'm so good at my job. Like, yeah. <laughs> <killing it. laughs> she does. It. She does kill it all the time. Anyways, and- one of my favorite things about Bryson though is that her name is Bryson because uh oftentimes people think she's a boy. Yeah, she if, is a girl. She's if you a girl. Curious. A girl. My whole life, everyone has thought I was a boy. Like, honestly, I'm pretty used to it. But I just didn't realize that in this role, girls would think I was a guy. That's like, so bizarre to me. Why would a guy do my job? Yeah, and to me, Bryson <laughs> is a girl name. It's so funny on the. Phone, I don't know. On That's the phone, weird. everybody's like, he emailed me and I'm wondering when should I talk to him? And it's so weird for me because I have to like break the news in a really kind way that makes Actually, them feel... Actually, it's a girl. Yeah. And I don't want them to feel He's bad. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, I'm like, please funny. tell them I'm a girl and I'm a cool girl. <laughs> oh my goodness. I love it. Okay. Well, before we jump into today's episode, we're going to talk all about saying yes to leadership and being used by God on your campus. But before that... We have a Mac and Ken's mess up. Mac and Ken's mess up. And it's a good one. Today, we want to talk all about some of the very nitty gritty behind the scenes of Delight Ministries. So I know you guys probably think Delight, you probably look at us and you think, man, they really have it all together. They just know what they're doing. Everything is great behind the scenes, but. Let me tell you guys, behind the scenes at Delight Ministries, it is quite the 
what's a good word for it? I'm like leaning towards a word, but we got it. We can't say that word. Language. It is a mess. It is a so hot mess. mess. Hot yes. mess. Hot mess. Yes, especially when it comes to our beloved delight books that you guys read on your chapters wow. or on your campuses every single semester. And we have all <laughs> felt the pain of the delight book process. Yes. Like, tell them why it's crazy. Well, it's crazy because we have like 150 chapters that we're sending out tons of books. to. I mean, how many books did we ship out? Like 5,000 this year or something? Yes. Like, yeah. I mean, it's, it's insane. And up until this year, we've shipped them ourselves. So every year. Yeah, so I wasn't here for all of this, but I've been here for like two years of it now. And um, basically last year, I mean, we're talking, we're we're dripping in sweat, boxing these books in a garage. Yep. Like, yep. if you guys I was see, up in the closet printing <laughs> labels, like feeling like I was so far away from everybody, like not knowing what I was doing, honestly. Never. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was crazy. And I was just like, you guys do this like this this does not seem like what we should be spending <laughs> but, our time you know we've done it for so long that I think we just thought it was normal like we did I don't think you and I knew there was a better way we've done it since the beginning and I will say at the beginning we used to use like boxes like we would find like so we'd go to like <laughs> behind grocery stores and like no. reuse boxes and like we thought it was fine I mean we were sending out a lot of books in reusable boxes and like it dawned on me at one point I was like oh like these are like people that don't know who we are, strangers-ish for a second. They're expecting probably like a nice packaging that you would get from like Zara or like, you know, ordering online. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, from Zara, yes. <laughs> but no, they were coming in like, they were coming in like reusable materials and oh it probably was really sketchy, but now we have upgraded to real boxes and instead of writing the labels, we actually use labels. And even now, actually, we have we have somebody else who ships out our books. This is the first semester that's ever happened. Yeah. Do you know so. that we used to, we didn't know that you could print like postage online and stick a label on a box and then drop it off. Ken's and I used to stand in line at the post office. <laughs> oh no. I used to ship every, not just every book package, every package from Delight in general. Like I used to spend hours of my week at the post office. But you week. know, we love that. Like we love some heavy lifting. Yeah. We yeah. were always really proud of ourselves. Yeah. No, they were honestly like a little too into it. And I'm like, guys, I really think we need to like find a better system. Like I know you like to be strong, carry your boxes and like put the books in there, do it yourself. But no, we needed a better system. Yeah. So. so finally this year, Bryson was like, guys, let's get like a third party to ship out our books. We were like, okay, well, we'll try best. We finally did. Thought it was going to be the best thing ever. Love the company, love the people, but yeah. it has not improved. Have you had any headaches this semester? Yeah. How's it been going, oh, Bryson? I have, have I had any? Not really. I mean, just like trying to ship books from one school to another honestly okay if you're listening and you're a chapter and you need more books right now I'm so sorry like <laughs> they're probably not coming <laughs> you're not getting them. I mean I've been like looking at spreadsheets being like okay how many books does this school have how many books does this school have like trying to find schools that are close by that I can like text this leader and ask if they'll throw 15 books in the mail. There's a great shortage of delight books right now. Yeah. We, we, we keep ordering <laughs> them. A shortage. And then there's just more. There's still a shortage. Like, yeah. It's confusing. Yeah. I keep thinking it's over. And then like every single day I get a book reorder form in my inbox. And I'm just like, please, please make it stop. Like, oh, my God. So I'm really sorry. We Who knows where our books are? Honestly, like, you know, we're not who sure. Knows? Um, they will come back at some point. Yeah. Also, we ordered some book. You know, our Colors are pink. We ordered some books recently that turned out a little maroon. They were red. So yeah, sorry red. if you got the red delight book. Yeah, sorry um, if you got the red one. We love you guys. Thanks for taking one to the team and getting a red delight book. Oh my gosh, we're always messing up here. Red books, chaos and shipping. But yeah. Oh, real quick plug. Also, I said headache that you might have had a headache. Ooh. Bryson didn't have a headache because she was using her essential oils. <laughs> She was and using natural remedies, <laughs> natural to cure, remedies to for life, cure no headaches. Bryson is so. the queen of oils. Anytime anybody has any sort of thing, where like Bryson, 
I know you got we an oil for an this. Oil. She cures all things, you guys. Well, actually, no, no. They don't cure it. They prevent. They prevent. prevent. Yeah. Preventative. Okay, so if you're needing any preventation, <laughs> you need to talk to Bryson. So look her up on the gram. She'll tell you all about the oils, the special potion. Not, the best. I did not put them up to this, and I really had no idea. She, I heard Ken's going, and I was like, she is not about to go there. Yes. And then yes. she did. So. Bryson is the queen and what I love about Bryson is Bryson had a total transformation. Bryson was not year one on a natural staff. girl. She was eating pizza on the porch, pizza, Always. burgers, cupcakes. She still kind of does, still. but way we're more working healthy. on it. Way yeah. more healthy. Yeah, we're growing. Way more natural. But now she's the natural girl. Yeah, <laughs> she <laughs> teaches true. us a lot. It really is great. Okay, well <laughs> that is the story for today um we wanted to jump into today's episode we're really excited if anybody's listening to this and is super like hungry to be in a leadership position and is like oh I feel like God wants me to do more or I feel like I have this gift that I need to like step into I feel like I need to challenge myself like I would love like accountability I want to step into like a bigger dream bigger passion and do big things on my college campus so if this is you stay tuned because we are going to be talking about um, the power and the like life transformation that happens when you step into leadership. So mm. Bryson, I want to just, I want you to start by just talking a little bit about your story. Um, but she's probably going to talk about this in a second, but Bryson really came to know the Lord in college, probably didn't feel equipped or adequate or anything. And then decided to start a light chapter. And if you know her now, she's probably one of the more honestly mature and wise and spirit led and strong leaders, you know, so, so much has changed in just a few years. So I want you to speak a little bit about that and yeah. 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 So I did not go into college, like knowing the Lord, caring about him, definitely wasn't trying to like lead in ministry or be in ministry. I remember my freshman year roommates asking me to like go to a campus ministry on Thursday nights. And I was like, um, no, like I'm going downtown. It's Thursday. Like <laughs> That was very much my life. And so sophomore year, my like whole story completely changed. And, um, yeah, just like ran hard after Jesus. And so honestly, that's been a cool part of my story. And I think sometimes when we come to know him later in life, it like gives us more of a fire. We know what it feels like to live so much life without him. And so yeah. um, it was really cool, like just pursuing him. But I definitely didn't see myself as a leader and didn't think that that was like a possible thing for me. And so um Honestly, my whole life changed like my sophomore year of college, but then also my junior year of college because I was originally studying to be a dentist and that's what I had been wanting to do since like my freshman year of high school, even before like such a long time. And the Lord was just like calling me like out of it. And I was like, no, like I held so tightly to that. Um, but I share that because honestly, that's the thing that like I wouldn't be leading to light without it. It's really the thing that like led me to it um, because when I finally like said yes to changing my major, really having no clue what I wanted to do with my life, that is when I feel like I was able to like hear the voice of God in like such a new way. Yeah. And um, so my spring semester junior year, I was doing an internship because I told people, I was like, I want to work for a nonprofit. I didn't know if I wanted to work for a nonprofit. I just had no clue what I was going to do with my life. And it was like an answer that I thought I wanted to do. And I was working for this organization and doing like public relations type stuff for them and just not enjoying it. And remember feeling so discouraged and like, it was one day, um, one morning, my junior year, I was like really stopped. And I was like, what am I passionate about? And like, what do I love? And I came to know the Lord at a conference. So that's, I like love conferences. Everyone around Delight knows I'm the conference crazy She's girl. The conference queen. <laughs> I'm the conference queen. Um, so I was like, I'd love to do something like that. And I knew I was passionate just about like women and empowering women and I don't know. So I opened my mind to that for the first time and feel like God kind of gave me this vision of what that could look like in sort of a church setting. And that same day, I came across Delight for the first time on Instagram and saw that it was a college women's ministry. And I was like, wait, everything that it was is kind of what I had envisioned, like maybe doing for a church or something. And so it was crazy timing. And I was like, whoa, I could do this now in college. And like the initial thoughts were, I was just stoked. And so I remember like 
filling out the start of July application, which some of you have probably looked at and closed a million times and are like, nope, can't do it. And (laughs) honestly, I have this thing where I always joke that the Lord keeps me naive. And so Mm -hmm. because he knows that if I wasn't, like I would get too scared and I wouldn't Mm -hmm. do things. And so I filled out the application just like, heck yeah, I'm going to do this. And then it was like later that more of those doubts came like, wait, who do I think I am that I could like lead a women's ministry? Like Mm -hmm. I've only known Jesus for a year. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know how to do this, but I just had that. How quickly did Ken's respond? That's what I want to know. Let's test her. To your application. You responded quickly. I think. Then the hours. Yeah, I think it was that same day you replied. Wow. She's quick. really proud of how quickly she used to respond to these applications. Yeah, yeah, she was on it. And I was so excited. I like got it and was like, oh my gosh. And I remember we scheduled our call, which is still the first part of the process, getting to talk with Ken's, which is so fun. And so I can remember where I was sitting at my university. Mm-hmm. Like I was on the floor in like the third third um, level of the student union. I have no idea why I was there. And like... <laughs> just hearing her talk about it. And it was something where the Lord had like so clearly put this in my path, but I still, I had a lot of doubts. I even remember telling you like, I'm not really sure. And I was um, thinking about like going through training to be a young life leader. And I was in a sorority and I was like doing all these other things where I was like, I don't know that I really have time or the capacity to do this, but Mm -hmm. I think it's amazing, you know? And I remember like talking to her, I was excited about it. but it definitely for me wasn't like, great, I filled that out and I talked to Ken's and okay, I'm doing it. I remember still kind of being hesitant, like, I don't really know. Um, but kind of taking those first steps, I remember kind of sharing with a few people and that is a huge part of the process is building a leadership team. And I can remember talking to some people who were like, I think it's amazing, but I don't really have the time, like hearing no's and then that can be kind of discouraging. Um, Even I remember like hearing from some people that honestly said all the things I was thinking in my head of like, how do you think you as a college student could start a ministry, you know? And like, so, so many things that were discouraging where I was like, what, wait, why am I trying to do this? Um, But the things that stand out the most are the encouraging things. And I remember sitting with my best friend still to this day, Kaylee, and I was sharing about Delight with her. I wasn't even asking her to be a leader, do it with me. She was like about to get married. And so I remember telling her about it and she was like, oh my gosh, like I want to do this with you. Like I have to do this. Like this is like my biggest passion in life. And I was like looking at her like, what? You know, like (laughs) I wasn't even asking you to do it really. And that's what is so cool. I feel like when the Lord wants this to happen, like he just makes it happen. Mm -hmm. And so I don't know, moments of discouragement, but really encouraging things. And I remember though, even going into the summer, I was going to be going into my senior year, which I was like, is this possible to do like my last year of college? And I went away and worked at a summer camp and I was like we're all gonna be gone all summer like nothing is gonna happen and the Lord would not give it up and this is what I think is really cool like if God's calling you to something he's not gonna knock once and like let you miss it like he's gonna keep knocking and be like you're doing this and so I get to this camp of 70 people in California I'm from Missouri like what am I doing here (laughs) and a girl literally has a delight sweatshirt on and I was like you know about delight and she was like you know about it i mean at this time how many chapters do you think we even had yeah maybe 50 it's pretty crazy it's definitely like god thing that you came across yeah Yeah. and so she was a leader at point loma and she just shared her experience of delight and i was like oh my gosh like this is amazing Mm -hmm. and i knew i like wanted to do it so badly um but I was in that place of like worried about my time. And I'm not like, I don't like to do things halfway. Like I like to like go all in with something. And so I actually wrestled the whole summer with like, okay, God, I know that doing all these things probably isn't possible. And like mm-hmm. really had to discern like what it was that I was supposed to do and just came to a lot of peace that I like had to be leading delight. And so that, that meant like kind of stepping down from some other things, but getting back to campus, like, God continued to be like, you're doing this and it's happening. And even like with all the fears and doubts of not being good enough to do it, he was mm-hmm. kind of like, it's happening. You're doing it. So, you're doing it. Yeah. 
Put all those eggs in one basket. Okay, so I want to know the story to keep going. So you're yeah. sitting there. You're like, I'm doing delight. I'm stepping into it. Started building this leadership team. And then like, tell us about like the first meeting, like the first event, the kickoff party where yeah. it's like all this like prayer, all this hard work, like coming mm. to this moment and like what happened? Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's fun to go back and think about it. I honestly <laughs> don't enough, but um, so we, we don't really um, necessarily tell you now you like you become official on campus. You're a registered student organization and it's just like what you do. But mm-hmm. we actually weren't official yet when we started. So going rogue. yeah, going going rogue. Rogue. <laughs> um, no, I tell girls now sometimes too. I'm like, hey, if you got the team, if you have all this stuff, like, let's just do it. Like, yeah. And it was my senior year. I was like, oh, we are doing this. Like, I don't have that much time to mess around. <laughs> yeah. And so we actually met for our kickoff at this coffee shop right across the street from campus downstairs. And I remember before the team, we were just like praying and we were like, Lord, if it's five girls, like we're going to be so stoked about those five girls. Like yeah. we're just so excited to be here. And there were 55 girls that Whoa. night and we were like way over fire code in this like basement <laughs> of this coffee shop, like stuffed in there. You mm-hmm. know, we've all been in those rooms with light and you're like sweating. You're sweating. <laughs> you yes. can't breathe. Like there's so many girls. <laughs> so true. Yeah. But like, I mean, I probably heard at least 10 times just that first night mm-hmm. girls being like, I've been praying for something like this for so long. And I was like, what? Like, I don't know. You just still like, you know, that God wants to to do something and that he wants to use you and like that he has so much purpose on your campus. And then you get to like start hearing girls say that and be like, wow, people were like literally praying for like this, like what delight Mm. is and realizing that God's allowed you to be a part of something like that is humbling and like crazy cool exciting and makes you want to just like keep going and like saying yes to whatever it is he has so yeah that's so good okay so now you're here you have your fun kickoff party you're like you got the party thing down you're like this is so fun telling everybody about delight everybody's amped so moving forward you are having to like lead meetings right and stand in front of people and um, kind of sort of like preach the gospel, like, <laughs> you know, lead and yeah. speak in front of people. And so how did you feel in this moment? Like, I'm assuming it was probably like a big transition and change. Like how, yeah. How was that for you? Yeah. Yeah. I definitely had never done anything like that before. Um, and I'd always been kind of like a leader, like would lead in things so, like that part felt normal, but for mm-hmm. it to be about Jesus and like scripture and things, I was like, I don't know what I'm mm-hmm. doing, you know, like, I don't mm-hmm. know how to do this. And I think now when I think back to it, I probably feel differently than I felt in the moment of how I felt. But I think what's cool is that like, even me not feeling equipped it like didn't matter you know mm-hmm. and like it was just something where I think all of us were just willing to be used by God and we're like okay we're gonna get up there and like try and share something and you realize it's so not about you you know mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. and I love that about delight too is like even the way that it's set up is like so just simple and like not intimidating because it's like mm-hmm you go up and you just share your story of like what Mm. God's done in your life and how he's working. Like no one asks you to get up there and like have all this theology or know the answer to every question. Like, and I think that I, I felt that a lot and all of us did where we were just like, okay, like God's done a lot of stuff in our lives. We just get to share about that. And like, and then it's opening the door for conversation. So that's what I love about delight. It doesn't feel mm. super intimidating. Like you're not getting up and like preaching a sermon, you know? Yeah. So I think that I felt that like, I really didn't feel like so overwhelmed by, Oh my gosh, I can't do this. It was just like, okay, I just got to talk about what God's doing in my life. You yeah, know, that's mm. so good for anybody that doesn't know delight has curriculum. So you actually, like if you were to start a chapter, we actually, like we mentioned in the mess up, you get books <laughs> sent to your doorstep. <laughs> the books hopefully. are really great. Once they get to you. <laughs> yes. Once they get to you, yeah. it's amazing. <laughs> and hopefully pink. Yeah. Sometimes hopefully pink, a little red. Not red. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, um, we actually have books and it's a compilation of, 
of um, stories. And so it's really honestly, um, and this year we're actually taking, or this next semester we're taking a little different approach where it's going to be more scripture stories. But either way, it's all about stories. And it's Whoa, spilling secrets. Oh, I really okay. am spilling secrets. More to come. Okay, more to come. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it, either way, um, it's really easy to lead. We provide all the curriculum for you. Um, and it is like really just sit, standing in front of people and sharing a little bit mm-hmm. of your story. It's very discussion based. So it's actually you not like having to prepare a huge sermon or anything like that. You maybe share like 10 minutes of your story and then you open up for discussion. We have conversation starters. So it's super, super easy to lead. That was one thing um, before like we started like we were like, okay, it is like way too hard. Before we actually had curriculum, Mac and I were like coming up with lessons each week and for a delight. Like we just had a study book and we would like try to create a lesson out of it. And it was like so hard to do. And you're in school and you have so much other Hot things going mess on. express. They were not good. Yes. <laughs> not good. And so we were like, okay, we want to create something that's super easy for any person to lead. And we believe so much that like, even if you came yeah. to know the Lord a week ago, like you can step into leadership tomorrow and delight is really shaped for that, for you to grow in leadership in that way. So yeah. anyways, that's yeah. a little like a little info on our books. Yeah. And I love um, your story, Bryson, just because I think that, you know, I think that we think leadership means once I am this, once I like am X, Y, and Z, mm-hmm. then I can step into leadership. But I love that in the kingdom, leadership is like, hey, bring all your weaknesses, bring all your flaws, bring all your mess ups. And like, that's how God's going to be glorified most through you. Yeah. And I know like in my own personal journey with leadership, like it's the times where I feel like the weakest, the most unprepared, like <laughs> not don't feel like a leader that like God shows up the most in my leadership often. And so I think like for you in that first year of leadership, what do you feel like was like the biggest way that God kind of like grew you and shaped you into Mm -hmm. a leader through like just kind of being like thrown into the fire? Yeah, no, that's good. Just as you were talking, I was thinking like something that I think about with all of this is Moses and like how yeah. when God like called Moses to like set the Israelites free, like his first response is like, what me? Like, I can't do that. You know? Yeah. And then God's like, I know, but like, it's not about you. Like mm-hmm. I'm going to do it. And like, mm-hmm. you're just the vessel for it. And so I think that's something that I learned then. And like still I'm learning so much. And honestly, just that, like that whole idea that God was like, I'm going to do it. I'm just using you. And it causes you to depend a lot more on God, which I feel like is what you're saying too, of like, anytime we think we can do it, we're probably like not doing a very good job. Um, But when we like realize our need for the Lord to show up and move, like that's when we walk away and we're like, whoa, something happened and shifted and changed. And so... Yeah, I think just that. And like, I feel like I'm still, it's like what I'm learning so much um, just about dependency and also prayer. I think that that is something that I wish I would have even pressed more into. But like, I think when you are dependent and like, prayer is your number one thing that you're going to, like, not even like study or trying to figure out all the answers, but like, talking to God and letting Him like, work in your heart and like that changes so much more than like Mm. you alone ever could and so I think that too of like leading like I tell girls all the time who I talk to I'm like you should be praying a lot like you know like asking God to like show up and do these things because when Mm. we try and put it on ourselves, like that makes us move into this place of becoming like self-sufficient when Mm. everything with God is about Mm. becoming more dependent like on him and so yeah, I don't even remember the question you asked, but no, that's so good. Just yeah. like learning. I think that that is so true. Like as a leader, especially as a young leader, like I still feel like a young leader. I mean, I like to think I'm still young, right? <laughs> Ken's is old. She's a year older than me. So <laughs> she's old. Six months But older. I'm young. I'm young. Um, but I like, I think that that's so true. Like I don't think there's ever a moment where you arrive and you go, I'm a leader and I'm great at it and I kill it and I crush it. Like, 
literally leadership is so humbling every single day because yeah. every single day especially when you're leading in the kingdom like you realize like hey if you saw the condition of my heart like i'm not enough on my own to do this yeah. but i love that like leadership to me equals surrender it yeah. equals surrender every single day time and time again like getting on your knees like mm-hmm. going to the lord and saying lord like i literally cannot do this without you yeah and the best leaders are surrendered leaders like yeah. time and time again totally. and mm-hmm. it doesn't take that much spiritual maturity and that many years of following Jesus to be a surrendered leader. Like you can do it today, tomorrow, like you can do it. And no one wants Mm -hmm. to follow someone that's like on their high horse, you know, and like thinks they're awesome and great. Like Mm -hmm. we as a staff just got to go to the Catalyst Conference and something we talked about was like the humility of all the speakers and all the leaders. And it was just something that you could like see like you could tell like wow they're so dependent on god and like they do their best work like on their knees talking to the lord and that like that's someone you want to follow like all those people i was like i want to learn from you i want to know like how you're doing this not someone that comes on stage and is like look at me look at everything i'm doing like i'm awesome like yeah people that are so Mm. dependent on the Lord are the people you want to follow. So like be a leader like that Mm. because people take notice of it. And if you're trying to just like puff yourself up, like no one wants to follow that kind of leader. So yeah, Yeah. I Mm. remember, I think I might've told this on the podcast before. I can't remember where it was, but when I first started doing Delight, I specifically remember like it was like one of our first meetings in the bell tower and like somebody asked me out to coffee to like talk to them about their the hard thing they're going through and I was like I could not do this I was like I I was like yeah for sure and then like the day of the coffee date I was like I'm not equipped to speak into anybody's life like I cannot sit across the table with somebody right now and like tell her like what to do like I was like number one I don't know the bible that well number two like I'm just learning this whole leadership thing number three I'm not much older than you like so many insecurities just like flooding my head like all the time when I stepped into this leadership Mm -hmm. position and Mm -hmm. I will never forget I was like my the only thing I can do right now honestly before this coffee date is like go to the bell towers the place I knew where I can encounter the Lord which is where we met as a delight chapter there's nobody in there and I just like got on my knees and like just was like help me God like <laughs> little me was like I didn't even know exactly how to connect with him I didn't even know like really what to do on my mm-hmm. knees but I just started to talk to him mm-hmm. and like it just was like okay like I need your help here like I need I I want to talk to you I want to connect to you I need you to like say something to me so I can tell it to her like yeah and this is the first time that I really like took action in that way like got on my knees and like experienced like prayer and talking to mm-hmm. God and like I don't know it's I mean and since then obviously I've been leading for so long now and I do that all the time, (laughs) but I like learned how to do that through leadership. And like, I learned how to do that because God, God like gave me like this, like opportunity, this like platform to speak into other people's lives. And, um, that's a beautiful thing on its own. Like stepping into leadership helps you to like, it pushes you and challenges you to connect with Jesus more and you grow so much in that. And if it wasn't for delight, I really don't, I still feel like I would be a little lost and like, and stuff like that and also just so cool to have like we have to go there as leaders like if you think that you can lead and you can stand in front of if you think you can stand in front of people and like talk about Jesus or share a message if you think you can go on a coffee date and speak into somebody's life without if you can you think you can do those things without getting on your knees and praying to God like you're everything you're saying is actually just like yeah <laughs> it only it's takes like poop. one of those yeah. that you realize i'm never gonna do that again yeah. like you go to exactly. coffee where you've been like in like rushing around or whatever it is and you're like yeah. wow okay yeah. like and it yeah. feels so feel much the difference whenever so you've like spent time with god before and you're so mm-hmm. seeking him and yeah. i love that like even thinking about every opportunity in your life like if, if you're like listening to this and thinking about starting a delight and like feeling that call, like that is literally a call to like get on your knees and pray, yeah. you know? And like, mm-hmm. that's so cool. Like every single thing, like in life, you're going to continue to have opportunities and like, who knows what your platform is going to look like. And as that grows, like that should like grow, like the time that you spend yeah. praying, it's you good. know, it's really mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. It's so good. Um, I want to know from you, Bryson, I, um, 
I think that oftentimes when a lot of people think about starting delay or when people like think about, oh, I'm going to start a Bible study on my campus or whatever it is that people like feel led to do. I think oftentimes we think like, oh, it's going to be this great thing for me and it's going to be comfortable and it's going to be good. But I think like the heartbeat of Jesus is like, we want to infuse like our campuses with the spirit of God. Like Mm -hmm. we want, like we believe like when Jesus comes in and enters into things like everything around it changes. And I think sometimes like we don't have the mindset of like the fact that literally starting something like a delight on your campus can change the culture of your campus, can like spark revival on your campus, can like literally do insane things, start Mm -hmm. to change professors' lives, start to change like some of the guys' lives. Like I really believe that like like, when the aroma of Jesus enters into a space, everything around it changes. And so I want to know even for you, like being on the other side of that, like how did you see like the presence of Jesus start to like flood your campus in a new way that maybe you hadn't seen before like stepping Mm -hmm. into this role? Yeah, I feel like I've got to see that in like different layers too. Cause like I said, I was a senior whenever I started Delight. So I had one, like one year of being there and seeing it. And I just feel like the culture of friendships changed. Like I feel like that's something I noticed of just Delight really was this place. It's so just the norm to wear so many masks in college and like, even like to say that you're a Christian or like a believer, but there's even kind of this whole thing. Like I remember the reason I wanted to start delight was because I had just started pursuing the Lord and I was going to Bible studies and I was doing these things. And I felt like every time I left and I never felt closer to Jesus, I felt like I knew another answer, but I never felt like I actually walked away and like understood the heart of God better or Mm. like really grew. And I was like, I'm so sick of these Bible studies were just like filling in the blanks and like filling in an answer and wanted so much more and knew there was like opportunity for so much more. And so seeing the way that those conversations were happening in delight of just like, Hey, what are like the actual hard things that are going on? And like Mm -hmm. talking about it and sharing about it. And like, Mm -hmm. I feel like I saw that shift all around me where people were more willing to like talk about hard things and not just all the time. Like, Oh, it's perfect. It's good. Whatever. Like real conversations were happening and I think that that shifts so much and it shifts. I said specifically like friendships. Cause I think a lot of times within friendships, you have to, you feel like you have to like be or do or like act a certain way. And then like when walls come down and you start having real conversations, mm. it changes like friendships and mm. friendships, so like real true, genuine, like girl friendships, like change everything when people see that because it's not the norm like the norm is to like stands out yeah so true yeah the norm is so to like have friends that you're comparing yourself constantly and like competing and like I feel like I really got to see that with just the girls I was surrounded by like we were doing friendship differently and that Mm -hmm. was like so affecting the culture and I think even Mm -hmm. since graduating like something that's so cool about starting a delight chapter is this opportunity you have to literally leave a legacy on your campus which is crazy to think about it when you're doing it it does it feels like oh this is about me and like how I'm gonna grow and what's gonna happen Mm -hmm. and then you graduate and like three years later you see an organization that you got to help start like thrive and be bigger and like better than it's ever been before Mm -hmm. and it's like what like Mm. is going on there and so seeing people's lives change who you don't even know them like when you're leading Mm. and it's girls like you know and you're interacting with and then you graduate and you're like who are these girls but they're sharing like their heart of like how delight has literally changed their life you're like okay Mm. that's like really (laughs) cool um and I feel like just the way that it continued to grow truly and like that vulnerability piece and talking about hard things like has just gotten like more and more and more and more and I wish I could go back to campus right now and see like the full effect it's having because it's so true that it's gonna affect everything Mm. I know even our advisor for Delight Missouri State still the same advisor and she has shared that like she needed this more than she feels like the girls at Missouri (laughs) State even needed it like she's like Mm loves it and it's given her like new purpose and vision in her life so that's like Mm. one person but it's like you never know who it's gonna affect and like how much it's gonna affect someone's life so yeah so cool there's so many people on college campuses that are like so many women that are depressed 
yeah. that are anxious that feel really lonely that haven't like gotten out of their dorm room in yeah. months that haven't shown up haven't had the courage or the bravery to show up to anything I mean really real things struggling with eating disorders like yeah. anxiety like suicidal thoughts like really heavy things of pressure yeah. the comparison everything in college is really heavy and it is so powerful to see delight chapters start and just these people start running out of like nowhere there's people yeah. like every time when I talk to leaders that just launched a chapter they're mm. like people showed up like I had no idea who they were there was hundreds of people there like like so and so this they'll name like a particular girl that like their story was like so crazy like they it was just like the coolest god moments happened mm. through this and like gosh it just takes one person that's gonna be like say yes yeah. like one person that's like yes god like choose me like hand raised in the air and they're like yes like i want to do this like please please like i'm ready put me in the game put me in the game and then like you taking those steps of faith like yeah. is gonna like create and facilitate this like safe yeah. place on your campus that's gonna change hundreds of women's lives and like Bryson's saying like forever and ever like there's no better way a lot of people spend their time in college like making it about themselves and yeah. like what they're doing and their friends and their relationship and their future mm -hmm. and their career. But if you can like shift that to make it about other people, I promise you not only are you going to make a change on your campus, like currently like tangible change and things shifting, people coming closer to the Lord, but also you're going to grow so much as yeah. a leader, like so yeah. much. And that will change your whole future. Yeah. Um, if you want to figure out like who you want to be, what you want to do in life, like start something, say yes to God. And like, you'll naturally, those pieces will just come together. And we don't even care if it's delight. We're not, yeah. it doesn't have to be delight. Just no, step into yeah. some sort of leadership position. If God's calling yeah. you to something, like be willing, be ready to like get in the game yeah. because it can change so many people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I will forever love the quote that great moves of God are usually preceded by simple acts of obedience. Mm -hmm. So if you want to see like great moves of God in your mm -hmm. life, like if you want to be a part of like revival or spiritual movement or anything, or like you look at your life and you're like, Lord, you're calling me to big things. Start mm -hmm. with like one little simple act of obedience, like day after day, look for another way that you can be simply obedient. And like, yeah. I think that's how it sparks and how it begins. And what I love about your story, Bryson, is that like, it didn't stop with like leading a chapter at Missouri State. Like, you yeah. felt God calling you to even more and like had to step into that. And so like maybe pick up the story of like graduating yeah. and what that looked like and how you ended up here today. Yeah, this is such a good story. I love getting to share it because it's literally yeah, it's crazy. crazy. Like it's so crazy. And so I already shared about like changing my major, but that was like a really hard thing for me. Like it was weeks and weeks and weeks of God being like, Bryson, it's time. Like I have something else and me being like, no, like I said, no for a week. I was like not doing it. And I will never forget the day that it was just so clear. I was like, I can't anymore. And I remember calling my parents and telling them that I wasn't going to do it. And I mean, they were angry they were like upset they were like mm. no like you have to do it yeah. and so it was such a hard thing I remember I woke up the next morning you know, after you decide something and you wake up the next morning and you're like not doing it that's <laughs> it like can't do yeah. it like my stomach was just like churning yeah. and I was literally like okay lord like you got to do something you got to make it so clear to me right now or I'm not doing it and I remember picking up this random devotional that I like I don't think I had touched it all semester but I was like I need anything I need something what do you got and there was like a bookmark in it so I flipped it to the next page it was literally this devotion and the verse was, Lord, if it's really you, tell me to come to you walking on the water. Um, and then the devotion was called Say Yes. And it literally was just talking. It was like, God is doing a new thing in you. Like, mm -hmm. don't hang on to the old just because you know it so well. Like, step out in faith. Like, word for word, so spot on with my situation. And I just was like, mind blown. I remember feeling so much peace. And I was like, okay, God, mm -hmm. I'm going to do it. Like, yeah. And when I changed my major, I'm not kidding. I had no idea. I had no clue what I was doing. So changed to communication studies. I was like, great. Sounds nice and easy. You know, I'd been a cell and molecular biology major, which is disgusting. <laughs> and like, I can't even picture you in biology class. Yeah. I mean, a different person. <laughs> yeah. New human, honestly. Um, so changed my major. And um, like I said, junior year was doing that internship and then came across Delight. And I was like, 
senior year as I started leading it I was like this like my soul has come alive like this is what (laughs) I was created to do and um my same friend Kaylee that I talked about we were sitting at a coffee shop and she just like asked me like what what do you feel like you were created to do and I was like empower women like I just said it immediately I don't even think I know what that meant or anything and like said that and she was like so if you could do like anything what would you want to do and I was like well honestly I want to work for delight forever and we both were like yeah and we were like we did not know Mac and Ken's we had just started a delight chapter so everyone you know thinks like they do I was like let's just convince Mac and Ken's to let us work for delight and like travel (laughs) and visit chapters and just like resource them all this stuff we were like yep okay perfect that's our plan and I think it was a week later Ken's came to our um, campus and we went to dinner with the leadership team and she started telling us about the regional director program, which was not a thing, did not exist. Do you remember this? Yes, I do. Yeah. You like, guys were like, we have the whole program. I was like, yeah. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> like Kaylee and I like hit each other and we're just like, what is happening? We're like, we feel like we created that. Like mm-hmm. we made that up in our mind. <laughs> And Ken's was just excited. She was like, cool. Didn't know if anyone Somebody's would want to do apply. it. <laughs> yeah. Yay. Yeah. She called me after. She's like, I met these two girls. They're like really hype on RD program. So somebody's applying. I was like, great. <laughs> no, but I like heard her talk about it. And I remember um, telling Chris, who's now my husband, um, was just my boyfriend at the time. And I was like, I know what I'm doing when I graduate. I know my whole plan. And he's like, okay, like, great. Um, There isn't an application yet, so we maybe should slow down. And I'm like, no, I know what I'm doing. And I wasn't supposed to graduate till the next December. So I found this out and I was like, well, how do I graduate in May? Gotta make it happen. And literally, like, it did. It was just crazy. And so, yeah, I don't even... The Lord basically, like... In short, when we say yes to God, like about Mm -hmm. anything, and for me, that started before Delight, that started, I mean, one, just saying yes to like, okay, I want to do this life with you and like give my life to you. And then with changing my major, for me, that was the catalyst moment of like, I was just so open. And I think Mm -hmm. that it's really easy in college to get so zoned in on Mm -hmm. our plan and exactly what we want. And I I was there like no one was touching dentistry like that was my thing and I was like God you can change my friends you can change the way I talk you can change the way I date like you can change everything you want but not this one thing mm-hmm. and until I let him have all of it like mm-hmm. I was so held back and whenever I just like said yes to that and like trusted him is when door after door after door mm-hmm. opened and he was just like I it's crazy like doing it now I'm like I don't know that I could have that much faith but like genuinely just was like okay I trust you to like open the next door and he did every time and it's like yeah I don't know it's wild so then like saying yes to delight is truly the thing where I was like this is what I was created to do like being able to sit with women talk with women encourage them empower them like all of that is so what my heart is and like I never would have known if I wouldn't have just like tried it and Mm. stepped into it you know and and I think that's the thing like even stepping into the internship I was doing, I thought that was going to be something I was really going to enjoy. And through doing it, I was like, okay, I don't love this so much. Yeah. And I think when we say yes to things too, like that happens as well, where God shows like, okay, maybe this isn't what you love. Like, let's find something else. But mm-hmm. we'll never know if we like don't say yes and don't try. So yeah, yeah. yeah now here I am here still working is. for delight. And what I love, I love about your story is that like, Bryson was our very first like full-time employee hire like beyond the regional director program like Mm. um she's our OG employee (laughs) which is like crazy (laughs) because I can't tell you like the number of emails we get of like my dream is to work for delight like I want to work for delight and like we love that we love that everybody wants to work with us we wish we could have everybody um but what I love about Bryson was like she was so confident in like God's calling on her life and so confident enough that she was kind of willing to like make herself look kind of crazy sometimes. Like what's funny is that her and Kaylee came to Nashville, like planned a trip to Nashville to come and get dinner with Kenzie and I. And it was hilarious because I'm oblivious to all this. Kenzie literally texted me when she's like, we're going to dinner with these two girls. I'm like, what are we doing? Where are we going? Huh? Okay, cool. And we're going to dinner and I'm sitting there and I'm listening to them talk and I'm listening to them talk and I'm like, 
oh, they're here because they want to be regional directors and they're here to like convince us that like they're the girls for the job. And like, honestly, I was so convinced. Like I literally saw their passion. I saw their like hunger to be used by the Lord. I saw their surrender. Like Bryson was literally explaining to us how like she was going to get engaged (laughs) Like she was my whole life was yeah, riding on. on whether she got accepted into the regional director program or not. It was like yeah. literally this hilarious thing. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is like, wow. Like she's like, really committed. Like, kind of like in control of like when she's going to get married. Maybe. Yeah. I was like, wow, this is crazy. Pretty cool. But I think that it made like, I just think as someone who was just like a bystander to what God was doing in your life, like it was so clear that you were like, I am all in Lord like Mm -hmm. whatever it takes whatever I have to sacrifice whatever I have to lay down to like Mm -hmm. be used and to like get to be a part of what you're doing God Mm -hmm. like I'm in and I don't think there are a lot of leaders like that out there like Mm -hmm. a lot of us are like we step into leadership when it's the perfect conditions all come together and it's the perfect moment and God swings wide open the door and the heavenly lights are beaming and it's like oh this is for you Mm -hmm. but I think like true leadership are people who are willing to like kick down doors and say like I am making a way I'm coming in whether you want me here or not and like Mm. man if there was like a generation like if if everybody listened to this podcast was like all right Lord I'm gonna lead in that way for you like I'm gonna kick down doors I'm gonna like stomp my way in like I'm gonna like make your presence like be known in places that it's never been known before Mm -hmm. like that's when our world would start to change like that's when our campuses would start to change like revival would spark all these things and so like whether you're already in leadership, like go more in or whether you're like thinking about maybe I want to step into like leadership in that way, like do it, say yes, like sacrifice, surrender. Mm -hmm. I think that like, it's so cool. And I just believe that like, that's what the Lord's really asking of us. Like, he's like, Mm -hmm. Hey, don't be perfect. Don't be this perfect leader. Just be like an all in leader. Just go all in. Let's do it. Let's go. It's so good. We're all so like, timid I talked to some of you so timid and shy and insecure and uncertain about this calling or this thing they might maybe if things change if this if that and it's like no like just like have a little boldness have a little faith like have a little surrender and like God is going to do huge things in your life and this isn't like about you even this is just about like the kingdom it's about like all hundreds thousands of women on your campus that it right now sitting in the dorm room and lost and lonely and like God is putting something on your heart so you better step into it so last thing for you Bryson um if there's somebody that is listening to this podcast and is a little unsure and they're like should I do this should I apply even if it's not delight if it's just something else they're like should I start this or do this what would you tell them Well, what would I tell them? I think something when you were just talking, I was thinking like, we have to get out of our own way. You know, like we're the one that stands in the way so often of like what God wants to do. And we make it about all these other things, but it's really just us like making excuses and being afraid and I don't know, all those things. So it's like, just get out of your own way and like, just do it and like, let God work. It's not about you. That's like number one thing. Yeah. Other thing, we all know I'm about to go there. Um, Come on. Our new favorite quote, obey God and leave all the consequences to him. (laughs) (laughs) Say it again. Bryson is really hype on Catalyst Conference. We got this from Catalyst. Yeah. Charles Stanley, 87-year-old, sweetest man. 87-year-old boss. Yeah. Yeah. Freaking boss, honestly. (laughs) Like, he said that his grandpa told him when he was really young to obey God and leave all the consequences to him. And so that means anything God's calling you to do, do it like don't try and figure out the next thing like don't try and have all the answers don't feel like you have to manage the outcome just do what he asks Mm. you to do like that's the most freeing thing I've heard in so so long and the entire story I shared about my major that's what I did and I didn't have like those words for it at the time but I was like all right, I'm going to obey. And I knew nothing else. Mm. And that's the coolest moment of your life because that is when God knows how much you need him and he's going to show up for you. Like mm. he shows up for his kids. Like he never asks you to do like to do something. And then he walks away and he's like, great, well, figure <laughs> it out. Like yeah. glad you did it. Like when we say yes and surrender to him, he's like, you're right where I want you to be. And I'm going to show up for you more than like 
I ever have mm-hmm. before. And yeah. so I don't know. I just think that like that is the greatest privilege in life. Truly mm-hmm. like getting to obey God, getting to be called and used mm-hmm. by God. Like I share about this with girls on the phone all the time. Cause I think we don't realize, and we think that it's just like, Oh cool. I have this opportunity. I could start this ministry or I could do this or that. Um, hello, you are like being called by the God of the universe to do something like (laughs) sit down and like get over yourself (laughs) and like buckle up. Yeah. Yeah. Like buckle up and be freaking grateful. Like, oh my gosh, like what a privilege. Seriously. Like if you're even listening to this and like on a college campus and have an opportunity to step into something. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like it's not an accident. And like, you can keep making excuses all day long and like, great. Stay exactly where you're at. But like, if you want to be used by God, like just say yes and do it. I don't know. Like, I don't know what else to say. I'm pumped. I wish I could go back to campus. And like, (laughs) I feel like when I said yes in college, like I like said a halfway yes too, you know? And like, even we're talking about it, it's like, oh yeah, she was all in. But like, I think about it, I'm like, yeah. I could have ran so much harder, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. I could have said yes even more. And I think you are going to realize, like, right now, if you're sitting in your dorm room and you're stressed about a test you have this week, like, and you just think it's like the end all be all, like your grades and all this stuff, like, you're going to end, like, college is going to be over and you're going to realize, like, none, <laughs> none of it really matters that much. <laughs> really sorry. Yeah, I feel like we preach to all the news. parents, but like, yeah. Yeah. Seriously, <laughs> like, I don't know. Just stop letting the silly things that you think are huge deals, like, stop you from what God wants to do. Because he mm. wants to do, like, so much through your life. And, yeah, literally just say yes. And don't try and figure out the next step. Like, say, tr- like, just practice that today. Like, it's do good. something and don't try and figure out the next step. And then, like, watch what happens. Like, so, yeah, the good. world's not going to crumble down. That's, we all know that I think that. Like, I'm like... <laughs> You yeah. know, like yeah. it's stressing and like putting oils to, on it. Yeah, yeah. throw the oils <laughs> and yeah, it's just like it's not. It's yeah. God's got it's it. Good. He's like way better at being God than we are. So it's really so good, good. Bison. So good. Well, thank you so much. That was For amazing. Sharing all I'm the hyped. deeds. I'm pumped. I'm hyped. Your story is so powerful. So powerful. And before we go, we want to just be really clear and transparent. For those of you that are sitting there and you're like, shoot. Bryson's talking to me right now. Like, I think I like want to start a delight or I think I want to do this. We want to just kind of give you a clear glimpse into what the process looks like. And before I'll let Bryson jump in and give you more details. But before that, I just want to let you guys know, like, this is starting a delight. Like, we don't just say this because we believe like, oh, we want more delight chapters. We say this because like our vision for delight, what we feel like the Lord has called us to time and time and time and time again is to have every single college girl out there have a Jesus option on her campus and have mm-hmm. an invitation into this type of christ our community that changed each of our lives. And so that matters and that's so important. And so what we do in helping you start a delight chapter is we literally give you all the resources, all the tools, all the training, the easiest way that you can create Christ Center on your campus is like signing up to start a delight. We'll give you everything. We have like mm-hmm. an amazing team, regional directors who come alongside and like support you. We have a leadership conference that you get to come to that is like the best two days ever where you will be so on fire as a leader. Um, and then we just walk with you throughout the entire journey. Like we said like you get to talk to Ken's first like Ken's is going to hear your story and like pump you up you're going to talk to Bryson like you're going to get a regional director like it is so amazing and so cool and like when you say yes to starting delight you're not just saying yes to leading on your campus like you are literally saying yes to being a part of a family for like the rest of your life you are a part of the delight fam and Mm -hmm. just wanted to say that before we jump into what it looks like because I really believe that and like I want you in the family yes That's good. Okay, so the first step in starting a delight is you should go on our website. We actually have an application, super short application, like three questions. Fill it out. It's uh, delightministries.com slash start a delight. You'll just see it on there. Um, fill that out and Bryson will email you. A Hopefully sweet as fast email. as Ken's Super emailed fast. me back. Yeah. <laughs> we pride ourselves on Your speeds. Fast. Yes. <laughs> so anyways, and then you'll set up a time to talk with myself um, and we'll just kind of like overview the process. Just give you like a big broad overview 
And then after that, you will get started. We actually have a video that walks you through every single step in the process. So one of the first things you'll have to do is build a leadership team, um, a team of like five to 10 people to do this whole thing with you. The squad is the best ever, honestly. Truly. Yeah. You'll make your best friends if you don't already have them. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's one of my favorite parts in seeing like chapters form just because there's like these people that you like didn't know at all. And then you become like the best of friends and just get to see God do miracles right before your eyes. And you're all just like in awe of God all the time. So it's kind of fun. So you get your team together. You'll also become a recognized organization on campus, like through your university. Um, You'll meet with your team. We have some guides that every new leadership team goes through before they actually launch. Um, Those guides talk about like splitting roles, creating strategy of getting the word out there. And there's kind of a fun portion of just like getting to know each other on a deeper level, which is super sweet. So you'll go through these guides. Um, and yeah, this whole process probably takes about two to three months. Honestly, kind of depends on like the time you sign up and fill out that application. We will hurry it up if you need it hurried up or we'll slow it down if you need it slowed it down. We're so flexible. Bryson's role in delight is she's like hands on with you through everything. So she'll be there for advice, for guidance, to answer questions, all these things. We have a web page, a little secret web page um, that you'll get access to like all the tools and resources to make this happen. It's super self-starting. Like we're not here to tell you what to do or like direct you and be like super like crazy about it. Like it's really, honestly, we always say like, you're going to know your campus way better than we would ever know your campus. So we just give you everything you need and guidance along the way. Um, I will say we've seen it happen over and over again. So we kind of know what is best. Um, And so basically all the direction will just is what is best in our opinion, but you can take it and run with it and make it what you want. Um, It's so cool to see the different personalities and um, characters, size, all the things of every different slide chapter. It's super sweet. So that's a little glimpse of the process. It is so fun. You guys, seriously, all these things that we're talking about as growing as a leader, like you're going to grow so much personally and spiritually. Um, and then you're also going to change so many women on your campus. And so, yeah, sign up now because we're looking like it's October. You could start it in the spring semester, but you kind of want to get on it. So yeah. Yeah. Did I miss anything? No, I don't think so. Yeah. After you talk to Ken's and you start working on those steps, then we start talking and just yeah, I'm really there to like see how it's going. And honestly, I feel like my biggest job is to, yeah, just try and encourage you guys and Mm -hmm. pray for you. Like that's what I want to do all the time. So Mm -hmm. seriously, like we can be besties. You can text me all the time. I love to celebrate with you. Like literally my favorite texts are when girls are like the teens together for the first time and like giving me all the updates. So yeah, I'm just, I'm just there for the fun updates, the prayer requests, whatever you need. Ken's and I are going to be doing soon too a really fun, like video call with all girls that are starting delight and just like, that'll be a really fun time to kind of learn and like meet other girls that are doing it too. And that's what's awesome. Like you're not in it alone. Even before you find your first leader that says yes to doing it, there's like, I don't even know how many girls right now that are like in the process of doing this with you. Mm -hmm. So it's really cool to realize like, oh, I'm not in this by myself. And we really are there to like walk with you through whatever you need. So yeah. And can I just brag on our team for a little bit? Um, I think that what's so funny is, you know, oftentimes when people are like telling you to sign up for things, like you're like, put your email address in and then it goes into the abyss and it's like, you maybe get a couple like automated emails a couple (laughs) times a year. Literally, when you sign up, you get to talk to two of the best women that I know. Like literally, they're going to call you on the phone. They're going to be texting you. They're going to be emailing you, sending you things (laughs) in the mail. Like, I'm not kidding. Like, this is so cool. You literally are going to get to be like poured into, discipled, mentored by amazing women, joining the Delight family. Like Mm -hmm. we really are. And like, this is super cool. So even as you're like starting something on your campus, you also get to interact with just like amazing women of the Lord who are chasing hard after him and you will learn so much in the process. And so like if I was a sophomore in college and heard that I got to talk to Ken's and Bryson, I would be like, sign me up. I'm doing it. I am straight up doing it. Thanks for the compliments, Mac. We do try not to be like overly 
invasive. We're always like nervous about our bounce. Like, are we talking too much? Are we talking too much? Am I asking too much? Do they like us? Do they not? We're probably more insecure about it than you guys are. So that's true. Yes. It's pretty fun. So anyway, sign up to start a delight. And if it's not delight, just please do something for God's kingdom. We need you. You are a leader. Go lead. Yeah. Do we pray on the end of this podcast? Can we pray? I love that. Girls, let's do it. Yes. You got it, right? Okay. Yes. Jesus, thank you so much um, just for every single person that's listening to this podcast right now. God, thank you for what you're doing in um, their life, for the way that you are calling them deeper, for the ways that you're calling them into um, boldness and obedience and leadership, like whatever that may look like. Lord, we just pray that right now you just give them like supernatural courage to say yes to whatever it is. Um, God, I pray that you'll make it so clear, like, I don't know. I just think about maybe the girl that's listening right now and is like, I want to do something, but I don't feel like I have this caller. I'm not sure what that is. Like, just give her clarity, Lord, whatever it is. Like, we know that you have such specific plans for every single person that's listening. And so um, we just pray that they have the confidence in that, that they will trust you, that they'll trust like what you're doing in their life. Um, God, I pray for every single girl that like doesn't feel like she's enough or um, equipped to lead delight or lead in any way, Lord, would you just remind her it's not about her at all. Like it's so about you. It's so about what you're doing in her life. And that like when we just say yes, you do all the rest. Um, God, I pray right now that this is like a time that actually calls people to their knees and like calls people to deeper like dependency on you because they have something that they want to do. Like they want to start a delight, but they know they can't do it on their own. And like, that's a good thing. And so, um, yeah, we just pray that right now they're like so seeking you and so like trying to just find you in the midst of it and like really hear what you have to say to them. God, we believe that you are moving on college campuses right now. Like revival is happening right now. And like, who doesn't want to be a part of that? It's going to be so amazing. And so I just pray that like you raise up like hundreds, thousands of leaders like right now, God, that you're doing that and that you are just equipping these women to say yes and to step into whatever it is that you're calling them to. We know it's going to be amazing. And God, we know that this is a privilege, like getting Mm -hmm. to be involved in your kingdom is a privilege and it's not something that we're going to take lightly. And it's not something that we're going to, um, yeah, we're just not going to take it for granted. Like we're going to like know that it's a big deal that like you would call us to do something like this. And we're just going to say, yes, we have open arms, Lord. And we're so ready for what you're going to do. We love you so much. It's in Jesus name. I pray. Amen. 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 We love you all. Talk to you next week. Bye.